You're listening to the Mike Hosking Breakfast Podcast from Newstalk ZB. Health New Zealand's republished the corrected national performance data following the incorrect data shared earlier this month, of course. There are 6,003 patients who have been approved for surgery but have been waiting more than a year for their operation. That's up from 2,487 a year earlier. The Chief Executive is Margie Upper, who is with us. Morning to you. Oh, good morning, Mike, and good morning to you, listeners. They're not good numbers, are they, 6,003? No, no, they're not, and they're, they're, they're a concern for us. When will it be that you can expect an operation within a year and that number zero because everyone had one? Well, we're working on how on the timing of how we can can bring that down. Um, it does require us to have a look across the whole system because, of course, one of the constraints. And, and I do just want to clarify, Mike, um, like, we're actually delivering a whole lot of outpatient elementary care, so grade procedures are, are are really doing well. But we're talking about inpatient treatment, so this is surgery that needs a bed in a hospital. Mm. And as you know, our beds are full of um, very sick people who we are. You know, we've got about 1,500 people who are over, uh, who have a length of stay over seven days. And so that does uh, constrain our ability to be able to book beds so we can then book surgery for people who need those beds. So we've got to work on how we can unblock those beds and support people going home earlier. Well, the answer would be to have more beds, wouldn't it? Uh, in the community, the answer, yes, partly, but it's, it takes a while to, to build more um, inpatient beds. I think one of the big answers is working um, to help uh, our age residential care and home and community-based providers to have more options so that people can be discharged early with the support that they need to be able to look after themselves at home. Is everything going backwards numerically in the health system? And I refer to these numbers you've just released, uh, the four-month numbers, which are out to 66,000, 67,000, uh, the number of people who are, see- are not seen at ED within six hours, all of those metrics that you have, are they all going backwards? I think what it shows is the whole system is under pressure. And, I mean, you can't look at these um, sites of care in isolation. If hospitals don't have community beds or hospital-level beds and residential facilities or packages to be able to release people home. People stay longer in the hospital. You know, we like to keep our average length of stay at about two, two and a half days. But when you have 1,500 people who are seven days over, um, that does present a challenge. And then you just work back from that. Um, ED departments are seeing people, uh, you know, but it has been to admit people into and in community primary care we know are really, really busy. Uh, but I'm also seeing a higher level of complex patients. And again, if they only have other options, they do send to ED. And, and we do want primary care to be a really key um, you know, first point of contact for people to be able to see people. So the whole system um, is, is backed up, really. So Exactly. So the whole recognition is here. The reason they're staying longer is because they don't get access when they should and you need to get access when they can. But no one's doing anything about that because you're talking about GPs and there aren't enough GPs and we all know it. No, but there are some things that we will be looking to do to help primary care give them some extra tools. So we are looking at how we can give them more access to diagnostics. So for example, in some parts of the country, people might be admitted because they're waiting for a test or an image, and they don't need to be in a hospital bed to do that, but that's because we need to support primary care with some funding options. They can then refer people to get a test without needing to go to hospital. Um, primary care have told us a number of things that they would 
um, like to have. So workforce will take some time to grow, but giving primary care and supporting them with some tools so they can treat patients, so turn them around, and, and also having uh, supporting NGOs who can also follow up uh, people at home rather than having them wait to go to a general practice. So it does need a whole-of-system approach, and we are doing a number of things to support them. Do you agree with Rob Campbell? It may have looked okay on a whiteboard, but in practice it looks like the half-baked cake it is. Is he right? Uh, we're, we're nine months old, um, Mike, and uh, we're, we're implementing um, Te Pai Tata, which is the plan that does outline all the actions that we are taking. Um, many of those actions are actually some of the things that we're talking about now, how we support primary care, um, how we get more um, form clinical networks to support clinician leadership, having decision-making and how we move and support patients, bringing regions together to plan their resources and um, share the workload, supporting local delivery through localities. So all of the things that the reforms are aiming to achieve to make sure we do, we are sustainable, we're, we're working towards people in whānau-centred care. Um, the, the, the Te Tata plan has those, and that's what we're working to, and that's what we're implementing. Right. J- j- I'll try one more time. When will you be able to come on this programme and say the plan is implemented and it's working, and here are the stats that back it up? When will that day be? Well, the plan covers a whole lot of things, as I've just talked to you. I'm very happy to come back um, on a regular basis and actually update you on the action. I, I fear we, I may be dead, Margie. All I see is nothing's happening except it's going backwards. Just roughly, is it this year? Is it next year? Is it the year after? Is it 2042? When do you think it will be happening when it's all the metrics aren't going backwards, but they're going forwards and they're going we, forwards for the right we're gonna, reasons? We're going to take steps, Mike. And as I said, yeah, there's I a whole that. number yeah, of... I know, I know that. We'll take Just steps when? When do you reckon? On a quarterly basis. Happy to come back and update you on how. Well, I don't really want to because Margie, I get a headache when all, all, all I want is a simple answer. When do you reckon, in really simple terms, roughly within a year, do you think? Mike, that, I don't that, think you can boil the health system down to one measure or one well, indicator. Not, not, I'm I talking your measures, your, your metrics. No, I'm talking your me. metrics, the ones that um, you implement on yourself. So there are a number of metrics that we'll work through. We have actions in progress to step our way towards improving them. They won't happen overnight because, of course, we can't magic up workforce. And that's what I'm asking. All I'm asking, uh, I'm I'm not expecting you to magic anything up. I'm just saying, for example, the the, the statistics you put out today, the 6,003 people, when will that be zero? Well, we are going to work with our teams to work out. Yeah, I know that. uh, But once you've worked with your teams and done all of that, I'm not going to put. I'm not going to put any pressure on my teams to expect them to deliver when actually they are also dealing, as I said, with acute pressure. So we need to work that through with our teams systematically. That's realistic, given the workforce pressures we have. Do you think the answer could be never? No, I think the answer is that we will go through the um, process and just step through the actions that we need to take to improve that experience for patients and for our staff. And I do just want to remind you that you know we, we have a workforce who are dealing both with acute and urgent pressure while trying to make sure we've got capacity to deliver planned care or reduce weight loss. And that does take some time to work through. We're nine months old, Mike, and we're still... No, I get it. I get the, the only metrics you've given me this morning, Margie, are 6,003 patients, nine months old... And and this takes time. And all I asked was, how much time? And you can't tell me, can you? Not right now. Excellent. Well done. We got there in the end. Margie Upper, who is the head of Health New Zealand. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.